12th episode of the Have Aloha Will Travel podcast. I am your host, Kevin Allen. Uh, Catherine Tothbox is not with us today, but I do have Nate Gyotoku. He is the president and executive director of the Japanese Cultural Center of Hawaii. Nate, how are you doing today? I'm great, Kevin. Thanks for having me today. Awesome. Yeah, and I know uh, you're traveling right now. So, um, yeah, it's definitely great to have you on the podcast. And, um, you know, we wanted to get you on because right now is kind of bond dance season, a lot of Oban. Uh, you know, festivities going on uh, in Hawaii. And I think for maybe a lot of visitors, um, even maybe some locals, they don't really know the full cultural breadth and aspect and history of the Bon Dance and, and Oban. So, um, you know, I think that's kind of my first real big question for you, you know, I guess for the for the layman, for someone who really doesn't know anything about what a Bon Dance is. I mean, what is a Bon Dance? Sure. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me on. So the the Obon Festival is actually um, a uh, festival that honors our ancestors that have passed on. So that was the real intent of the festival. Um, most people see the dancing. Um, they, they hear the taiko drums and they see the dancing. But there's also more of a, a um, you know, deeper meaning to it. There's a, the, a religious ceremony that also happens uh, before the dancing starts. Uh, and typically you see these uh, festivals happening at different Buddhist temples um, around Hawaii. Right. Uh, and typically uh, it's held during the, uh, on the 15th day of the seventh, seventh month. Now um, that's seven month and a lunar cam- calendar. So it's not July. It's, it's really happening during August. So that's the, mm-hmm. the traditional date <clears throat> that we, we would normally see a, a Obon festival. I see. Oh, that's interesting. And yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's, it's interesting, too, because I think, uh, you know, a lot of people, they don't really understand, like, what the cultural significance is of the taiko drums and the dancing and all the making, you know, loud noise. Can you kind of describe that as well? Yeah, so, I mean, part of it is to kind of wake up your ancestors and, and welcome, <laughs> welcoming them back. But right. you know, typically, you know, these are for all of the ancestors that have passed. So you're... Um, the first bone dance after one of your relatives has passed is called the Hatsubon. So that's the first one after they, they have passed that oh. you're welcoming them back. But they, they hopefully are joined by all your other ancestors that are, are coming back for that festival. Um, typically, you would um, if your family was, say, a member of, um, you know, a particular temple, uh, you would go participate in that that festival at that temple and, and, and welcome them back. Oh, I see. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a really beautiful thing, you know, bring everyone back. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, I don't, the, the bone dance uh, is not, um, you know, it's not native to Hawaii. How, how was it brought over to the islands? Yeah, so it, it is a Japanese uh, um, tradition, and it's it's hundreds and hundreds of years old. And of course, you know, it came over with the Japanese immigrants that came here to work on the sugar plantations. Right. And um, sort of like we teach a lot at the JCCH, Hawaii Japanese culture is, is very much a time capsule. Um, immigration for most of us that came, uh, that have a- ancestors that came from Japan, especially during the plantation era, really arrived between, you know, the 1885 to about 1924, to exactly 19, 1924. So it's a very uh, short window of time that we see um, these Japanese immigrants come in. So um, a lot of the traditions that you see in Hawaii are um, representative of those times um, when our when our um, you know the first generation came. So 
even nowadays in Japan, uh, Obon Festival is quite different than what you see in Hawaii. Mm. Um, Hawaii, Hawaii people still kind of celebrate it in a, a little more traditional way. Um, oh, interesting. As as well with other traditions like uh, mochitsuki during um, New Year's, the you know mochi pounding um, you know tradition. Some right. of those things have not carried on in in you know modern day Japan, but you still see it here in, in Hawaii because you know we we've our ancestors came at a certain point and we've been carrying it on ever since. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess how how is it different? You know, in Japan compared to Hawaii. I mean, you yeah. know, a lot of things change, uh, but yeah, Hawaii is such a unique cultural place to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I think even in the onset, I kind of described um, when Obon usually happens, um, which right. is August. But in Hawaii, it's it's all summer. Right, um, it's so June to June yeah, to August, June, June to like September, because yeah. that happened in September, and, and and that's a humongous difference that we see, and I think it actually makes it a much more, um, you know, much more of a summer event rather than mm. a singular weekend event, and and the reason that is in Hawaii is. Um, when uh, the the um, immigrants came over and they started establishing uh, Buddhist temples, there was only one Yagura. Ya the Yagura is the tower that you see in the middle of the um, dancing circle. Uh, there was only one. There, there, oh, wow. So they had to um, literally, you know, move this Yagura from temple to temple. They had to share the one temple, which is why it moves around. If you notice on every island, the, the pattern of the dances kind of circles the island. And that, that kind of follows the tradition of like it started, it starts in one temple. I think, I think the first one in uh, Honolulu used to be in Haleiwa and then it would kind of like move its way around the island because they had to share this one piece of equipment um, between all oh, the wow. temples. So then it turned into a summer long festival, a summer long event versus right. in Japan, it all happens on like one weekend across, across the, uh, across the nation. I see. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, I guess it's a summer long event because yeah, they had to move. Yes. Yeah, right. Limited <laughs> resources. They, they couldn't build multiple of these, you know, they, they right. were plantation immigrants, so they didn't have money. Right. So they could just buy more uh, Yaguda towers. They had to like literally transport. So if you notice, um, I think in some of the pictures you'll see of Hawaii festivals, you'll see the, uh, the sign Fukushima, you know, Kenjin Kai, because Fukushima is the one that, own the Yagura. So you see that same oh. <laughs> all the different dances and and that's the that's the way you know it. It's kind of like there's there's still really only one or two on the wow. island and, and they kind of move them around temple to temple. Oh interesting. Yeah. And yeah it's cool that uh the Holly you said the Holly even one might have been the first the first one. I think that was I mean I, I'm actually from the big island so I you know oh, okay. I, I don't know but traditionally I believe the Oahu one started kind of either in Haleiwa or Wahiwa one of those where it would kick off the season and it would kind of like make right. its way around and and then travel south. Yeah, yeah, travel travel around the island and kind of make its way into town and then all you hit all the town ones. Nowadays you see multiples happening on different weekends. Right. Um, but yeah. you know before it would it would kind of like their circle around. Yeah, awesome. Um yeah, as someone from Haleiwa, that's uh that's cool. It's a cool tidbit for me. Yeah, I think um, I think don't quote me on it. I believe that was one of the first not <laughs> I'm going to go with it now. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think, you know, um, you know, not, not just locals really enjoy coming to bone dances, but um, you know, I think it's kind of a thing for visitors too. And, you know, Absolutely. it is, it's, you know, kind of a very, you know, it's a special time for people who, you know, are doing it culturally and religiously, but I mean, is it, you know, is it okay for visitors to come? And if oh. so, I mean, like, what should they know, you know? 
Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's not, you know, even though it's a festival to honor our, our ancestors who have passed, it's really not a somber event. It's really meant to be a celebration. Um, and, um, you know, I think for me, I, I love visiting uh, when I go to uh, different festivals. I love seeing all the different types of people that come out and, and you know, it really sustains the, the culture, even if people aren't, um, you know, Japanese by descent or, or you know, ancestry, it, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's more of a religious festival and, and it's a fun thing for the community. So um, to see people come out and um, celebrate it, I think is important. Um, you know, I think for, for visitors or, or even Kama Aino who, who aren't familiar, but they wanna attend, I think it's important for them to to kind of know that there are families there that are celebrating their their ancestors. So, you know, it, it is still somewhat of a, a, a traditional event, but yet, you know, we want them to get out there and dance. And you know, I, I'm not a I'm by far not a uh, professional bon odori um, performer. I don't know all the dances off the top of my head. So, but it's pretty cool because you can kind of go and find someone that knows it and stand behind them and and kind of follow along and right. you know, usually the people who actually know all the dances are more than willing to like kind of talk you through it and and be right. patient with you. I, I always tell people go find like the older ladies in the middle and like kind of follow what they're doing and you, you'll yeah. kind of catch on. Yeah, no, they love, they love teaching. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'll just, I'll just kind of stand and like kind of wiggle around and then at least one person will come up and, you know, show me the moves yeah. for the dance. There are a yeah. lot of dances. I mean, that's kind of the other an interesting part of the bone dance experience is that there there are so many dances and they're all different and they're all really unique i mean explain to me like yeah just maybe you know what the difference between the dances are and i mean you you you, there's some pretty like staples like tankobushi is like one that it'll get played at every single uh obon but it kind of depends i mean it kind of really depends on the temple um, you even have Okinawan style uh, songs that will get played, and those are a little different. Um, right. A lot of um, a lot of the motions and the moves are, you know, they have meaning. So um, they're they're representing some kind of um, some kind of uh, thing from nature or something about maybe even the area of where the dance came from. Oh, interesting. Um, but there, there are many, many different songs, and and like realistically, you know, again, like it's hard to know them all. And yeah. even some of the ones that go, like there are, there's a, there's a group of people. There's a lot of people who f- go to every single one, and they kind of follow it around. Um, and even those guys, they 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 may or may not know all of the songs, but you'll see. Right. Yeah. So the dances. I'm sorry, just to clarify, I guess the dances are linked with the different songs that are being played. So for every new song, there's a new dance. Yeah. Oh, right. okay. So the, 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 just like, um, I mean, I, 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 I try not to compare it to like hula because they're completely different art forms, but for sure, um, the, the, you know, the words and meanings of the song also, you know, tie into the, to the motions that are being done. I see. I see. Okay. Interesting. And yeah, I guess kind of just looking at it from, you know, behind the scenes, um, you know, I've always just come to bone dances and they've been set up and in full swing. But I mean, as someone who definitely has more knowledge about setting up a bone dance and and kind of what it takes to actually make these happen. I mean, like, what is that preparation process like? Yeah. And it, like, so I, I mentioned earlier, most of these are tied to different temples. 
So it's right. usually like, for instance, Hongpa, Hongganji, which is the one of the big ones on off of Pali, Pali Highway. You know, they have a whole crew of volunteers that'll that'll put it on. Um, whether it's organizing logistics, um, the food component, we haven't even touched about the food component. Oh man, that's the best. To me, that's one of the best parts. Yeah, it's a it's a big part of the festival is 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 this food culture that's around it. But the food culture also is a fundraiser for a lot of these these uh, temples. They bring in revenue, and you know, there's like bake sales and craft fairs that kind of get tied on and. Yeah, so it's it's almost always volunteer led, um, and yeah, it's really and that's why you see some of them are bigger than others, and that's just because mm. you know that temple might have a, a bigger congregation that that can can support the festival. So, um, right. but yeah, it's all volunteer led, and the musicians are all doing it um, voluntarily, and wow. I, most of it's like just just like that. So how how long, I guess, in advance of the actual bone dance date, do you most of them have to start preparing? Again, it's probably based on how many volunteers they have, but yeah, and and so uh, I can tell you from my experience. So we we help with the Mo Ili Ili Summerfest, which is tied right. to the Mo Ili Ili Hongganji, and mm-hmm. you know we start meeting. You know, Obon happens in the summer. We're we're meeting at the the around the winter, around Christmas, oh, wow. uh, the holidays. Oh, wow. We just start talking. Um, you know, for most of these uh, festivals, especially for some of the smaller areas, it's kind of uh, something that's been done for decades. You know, right. or, not a century at this point. So they kind of know the deal. You know, they know <laughs> where the parking is yeah. gonna be. They they kind of have an idea of where the food's gonna be set up. So. You're not necessarily recreating the the wheel every year. Um, right. It's more of a matter of finding the manpower to to kind of carry it out. Um, sure, sure. But you are starting to, unfortunately, you are starting to see some of the smaller temples that have, um, you know, especially in older um, plantation areas where the plantations no longer exist and people have kind of moved out of the area. You're starting to see those kind of dwindle and struggle a little, um, mm. which is unfortunate. Uh, and you still have some some volunteers who are very dedicated, so they'll go and and still do it. But yeah, you know, it is a it is a big effort. But usually, I would say most of the places are starting, if not, you know, during the holidays, right after and in, in January, and starting to to plan it on and schedule it. Right. Yeah. And yeah, you you kind of touched on it. Um. But yeah, the, I mean, the food culture is. I know some people who would come just for the food. People yeah. People love people love the food at, at a. Bon- I mean, I think it. The Holly Eva one, there was always really good like shave ice yep. and like fried noodles and like fried some noodles. like some yep. some good fried stuff. I mean, where yep. did that come from? Was is that a traditional bone dance thing? Or is that no, like you know, I and I to be honest, actually to be quite honest, I have never been to Obon in Japan. So I, I can't compare it to how oh, it okay. was done. But I you know, yeah. my, my grandmother was super involved in the Hamakua Jodo um mission. Um, Obon, which is um, and Hamakua Jodo Mission, is the first one of the first um, Buddhist temples to be um, erected in in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and yeah, the food culture is basically like just. I mean, for me, it's comfort food. Yakisoba, oh, yeah. um, you know, shave ice, but like you still got stuff like chili and rice, and yeah. <laughs> you know, in in Big Island, you have like lokomoko. You know, it's 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 this kind of like comfort food that we've grown up eating. You know, spam musubis, andagi, right. just like the Okinawan fried fried donuts. You know, it's just comfort food that we we have in our community that just you know, and again, a lot of the most actually all of the times, 
the food, especially if it's the concession run by the the temple, it, it is a fundraiser. Right. So you know, like for me, it's also that idea, like you know, yes, it brings me back and it takes me back to a time when I was young and I can remember my grandma by eating, you know, simon, but right. uh, you know, a bowl of simon. But it's also you know making sure I. I I come hungry so I can buy a ton of food and, and support, support the temples, but the food culture is in a whole nother podcast probably <laughs> within, it, within itself. And, yeah. um, you know, and it's a lot of time, it's, it's a lot of times it's made by the people who are, are volunteering, like they'll make the chili uh, or they'll, yeah. uh, I, I, we used to help with the, um, when I was a part of the uh, junior chamber of commerce, the Honolulu Japanese junior chamber of commerce, we would help at the Kaneohe, uh obon and we would be on on the gi and you know we'd be helping them you know package on the gi or working the register and like yeah it's all volunteer led people are in the back you know making stuff right. and yeah it's just it's just fun it's very um it's sort of like fair ish you know like right food, but it's very nostalgic it just immediately takes you right right to when you're a little kid yeah for sure yeah definitely yeah growing up in Hollywood, it's whenever I go back to the, to the bone dance over there, it's yeah, definitely nostalgic. And it's, it's fun too. Cause like, I mean, the food that you're getting is typically like made just right there, like right, yeah. pretty much right when you're about to eat it. So it's yeah. like super fresh, super fresh and like simple food, right. Yeah. Bowls of in, hamburgers, you know, from a grill and, you know, yuck, maybe, you know, yaki fried noodles, yaki soba and yeah. stuff like that. But, and it's, Ooh. but it's still just, you know, it just, it's just comforting. It's comfort food. I'm getting hungry right now. Um, yeah, it's actually so I'm in LA right now and it's lunchtime. So I'm like thinking about oh, shucks. So I'm like, oh man, like I'm excited to get hungry. But you All know, right. for me, the food culture is 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 important because um nowadays I think especially for visitors or even Kama Aina who um maybe didn't grow up in the Japanese community, you know, they they kind of think of the the dancing and the food as as the main parts of it and and that's true that's a big part but and it's an important part because it continues to bring in new people um right. the food the the festive um nature of the of these celebrations continue to bring in new audiences and and for for the community that's that's important for those temples that's important right absolutely um okay i just have i know you're short on time so i have one last question for you uh, what is your favorite part of the bond dance? You, Nate, what is, what is you, when you oh. come to a Oban, I mean, what are you really the number one thing you're looking forward to? You, you know, um, we talked about the food and the dancing. I think now as I've gotten older and in my role at the JCCH, my favorite part is just seeing the people and seeing people having a good time and seeing people who, aren't necessarily part of the Japanese American community in Hawaii coming out and supporting. And that's important because that, that kind of reassures that, you know, there are some traditions that will continue to be strong and live on and, and that are important to our community that the, the broader Hawaii community and even visitors can, can, you know, support and share. So for me now, in, in, as I get older, it's, it's like that, but I mean, at the end of the day too it's still like the food and the dancing is still kind of what what makes it fun for me too so it's it's right. kind of all of it the whole thing the whole thing awesome all right well thank you so much nate for sitting down and talking with us uh for anyone wanting to find out more about oban and even the current 2023 schedule you can uh you know what 
uh, Nate, do you know where they can go? We have an article on our website, but if you guys have an official resource. No, I mean, okay. most of the, most your article is great. Uh, I know there's a schedule, Hawaii Herald, um, which is a, a local Japanese American newspaper put out a schedule. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, the, the festivals do a good job of, of letting people know where it is and what time is happening. So yeah, check out, right. check it all out and, and come, come out and enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're all online. Um, you can find more of Hawaii Magazine at HawaiiMagazine.com. We are at Hawaii Magazine on all social media platforms. And that is about this for uh, that is about it for this episode. We will see you all again in two weeks. Okay. Aloha. Goodbye. Aloha.